At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right. (laughs) Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) This was, like, wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. Like, you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com From London, I'm John Weeks, and this is The Standard. This episode does contain spoilers for The Crown Season 6 Part 1. You have been warned. As the old saying goes, all good things must come to an end. And the final season of The Crown, the drama based on the British royal family, is here. I'm afraid, Your Majesty, interest in the princess's private life is unlikely to die down anytime soon. Part one of two is officially out, with four episodes diving into Princess Diana's story, including her death in 1997. Don't really understand how I ended up here. Dashing around and losing sight of myself in the process. Part two of season six is still to come, though, which will be six episodes covering Charles and Camilla's relationship, as well as the adult lives of Princes William and Harry. It's fair to say, though, there have been mixed reviews of part one so far, including some quite damning one and two star reviews from critics. However, The Standard's own Melanie McDonough has given it a four-star review, and she's here to tell us why. So, Melanie, The Crown Season 6 Part 1, it's had some pretty brutal reviews, to be honest, from some. Why are they wrong? Well, it's had mixed reviews. Uh, The Times gave it five stars. I think The Guardian gave it perhaps two, um, if that. And um, I think that the critics... (laughs) are criticising it for something it can't help. That is to say, it's about events that happen very much within the memory of most of us. 
I suppose you have to be kind of of a certain age to remember the death of Diana in 1997. But if you are over 40, then um, those events will be terrifically clearly etched in, etched in your memory. And what many critics seem to be objecting to is that the version of, that the Crown gives isn't exactly the same as their own. There is no series on earth and there is no producer on earth who could have given everybody what they want that is to say their own take on diana or what they think is the correct take on the queen so it is attempting the impossible in trying to uh, reproduce satisfactorily something that very many of us remember vividly and have very strong views about and it also has the perpetual problem in the crown of trying to fill in the gaps trying to surmise what happened off stage, as it were. And there it takes creative license, as it did previously, of course. But here, because the events are so recent, the, um, the offstage surmise will be even more contentious. And as you sort of mentioned there, obviously the real pull of season six, part one, is of course the storytelling of Diana's royal life. Did it do her story justice, do you think? Well, it gave a very sympathetic account of Diana. Elizabeth de Becke is, um, is interesting because she's nailed the mannerisms, I think, but more importantly, she's nailed the voice. Because if you listen to Diana in life, she does have that quite light tonal quality, which I think Elizabeth captures very well. And um, many of the mannerisms are hers and something of the kind of social civility that Diana had, I think, is very much there. So she does get that kind of ventriloquist aspect of the thing right. And I think that the Diana she puts across is, it, it captures all the positive aspects of Diana in life. That is to say, the emotional empathy, the civility, the charm, the enormous emotional engagement with her sons. It kind of passes a little bit on the triviality, though we get a, a little bit out of that, and the superficiality of her life and her um, the willingness to engage in unfortunate love affairs. But um, we do get the powerful impression of a woman who was unmoored when she left the royal family because it was within the royal family that she acquired this terrifying celebrity status and became the most photographed woman in the world. And outside the royal family, she retained that enormous mesmeric attraction for, for the public and for the media. But she had none of the protection that she had in the royal family. And it's that sense that on board she was defenceless that comes across, I think, very powerfully in The Crown. And you mentioned in your review the mother-son's bond that Elizabeth Becky sort of portrays with Diana William and Harry. What was so impressive about that element of her performance for you? Um, it was very physical. And I think Diana was, so far as we can tell, very physical with her sons. She wanted to hug them. She wanted to embrace them. She is presented in The Crown as the polar opposite of um, Charles and the royal family. But what comes across in The Crown is that they all loved William and Harry, but they had very different ways of expressing it. And in Diana's case, it was a physical and visceral kind of love. And um, that, I think, is very moving. And because of the nature of the way the Crown series work, obviously there are different actors playing the same characters, but further on or earlier on in their lives. How do you think the, the casting was for season six, part one, compared to previous seasons? I think you're always going to have the problem that an awful lot of the cast look absolutely nothing like the originals. What they can do is capture the internal um, selves 
of the personalities. That is to say, they can convey mannerism, they can convey some of the emotional characteristics of the character, but in some cases, the physical resemblance is so discordant that you just can't go with it. I mean, um, the Queen Mother looked nothing like the Crown's Queen Mother, for instance. But um, Dominic West, I think, is quite interesting because he does have so many of Charles's mannerisms and to some extent his voice, though he's obviously much better looking. I think the one person who really absolutely nailed it is Salim Daw as Mohammed Al-Fayed. I mean, I've met the late Mohammed Al-Fayed on a couple of occasions, and I mean, Salim Daw looks like him and sounds like him, and I think conveys something of the actual character of um, Mohammed Al-Fayed. The son, um, Dodi, I think, um, probably gets pretty close as well, Khalid Babdallah, though I never met Dodi. But um, the problem is, uh, when you look very unlike the original, and I think Imelda Staunton looks more like the charwoman than the queen, then you have to capture the demeanour, the poise, and you have an internal sort of resonance. And I think Imelda Staunton does that quite well. She does have something of the queen's dignity and sense of identity. And I think that's more important than the physical attributes. One of the characters, I think, that's conveyed terrifically well from an internal point of view, that is to say, there isn't the surface resemblance to the character, but there's an internal sort of congruence between how he's played and the individual himself was um, Jonathan Price as the Duke of Edinburgh. And there he seems to capture both the gruffness and remoteness of Prince Philip, but also his kindness and underlying sense of right and wrong. And I think that what I am talking about, which is that capacity to nail the inner drivings of personality, does succeed with Jonathan Price and the Duke of Edinburgh. And I think uh, he comes across very sympathetically. Let's take a break now. Coming up, why Melanie's really not looking forward to season six, part two. So this is just the first four episodes and I'm afraid we're due for another six episodes. And frankly, I'm dreading it. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Previous seasons of The Crown have sort of been criticised for how they sort of portray the real-life events versus the dramatisation of it. How well do you think Season 6 Part 1 deals with that sort of conundrum, really? Uh, Well, it's an impossible conundrum because it deals well with what we have on the record what we know to have happened. So things like the late Queen's speech to the nation after the death of Diana, things like Diana's kind of encounters with the paparazzi. And we know that with the British paparazzi, she was um, quite friendly, but the foreign ones were another matter. Her patent antipathy to Camilla and her desire to 
take the attention away from the Charles and Camilla relationship. I mean, that's, I think, uh, done reasonably well. There are obviously episodes which are completely speculative. We don't know that Dodie proposed marriage that night in Paris and that Diana turned him down. It's very likely that that happened because um, Rosa Monkton, who was Diana's close friend, said that Diana told her that Dodie would buy a ring, but she'd be wearing it on her right hand rather than her left. And we have other intimations that Diana would never have dreamt of marrying Dodie Alfayed. But that particular encounter where it's crystallised in the proposal and the rejection of the proposal is entirely speculative. And so even more is Dodie's uh, faked conversation with his father, where he tells his father more or less to get off. And that is wholly speculative. But Mohammed Al Fayed is no longer around to complain. A couple of years ago, Prince Harry had an interview with James Corden where they talked a bit about the crown. And he said he's more happy with the crown than he is with stories in the press about him and his family. He's reportedly said, though, he won't be watching the final season of The Crown. Do you think Diana's death was handled sensitively in the episodes? Uh, Well, it's hard to think how it could have been handled more sensitively in that we don't actually see the crash and that we just have a passerby noting that it happens. So there's no gruesome detail there. Uh, There's been obviously the kind of criticism of Diana reappearing as a kind of blithe spirit commentator as uh, a ghost on the sofa with the Queen and um, popping up on the flight back to London on the flight that Prince Charles took with her body. And that um, was, well, it's a, it's a reasonable dramatic device and Peter Morgan makes no bones about it. It was simply a way of putting across Diana's effect on those around her. And I think in that sense, it it was a legitimate kind of ploy, but a lot of people just find it frankly weird. And as we know, Melanie, this is obviously part one of the final season. The rest is due to be released next month. Without giving away too many spoilers, what do we know about how The Crown will end? So this is just the first four episodes, and I'm afraid we're due for another six episodes. And frankly, I'm dreading it, because um, Diana was a terrifically controversial and divisive character in life. I mean, she had flaws as well as enormous strengths and beauty. But she was a terrifically strong character, and this four-part episodes of her of her life and death do actually tell a terrifically dramatic story, whereas the next six episodes are going to be about Charles's relationship with Camilla, about Meghan's relationship with um, Harry and Kate's relationships with William. And frankly, they're not as compelling, not as neat, and we just care less. There's more news, interviews and analysis in the Standard newspaper and at standard.co.uk. Thanks for listening. We're back on Monday afternoon at four o'clock. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse! 
Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.